2: That. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Ian. I'm Dave Cohen. Thanks for joining us here on WWL. Earlier, we were talking about this new report uh, from CBS News that says married people are significantly happier than their single counterparts. But went on to say, researchers say, though, it's not necessarily that the marriage is causing their happiness. They say that people are already happy tend to get married more than those people who are unhappy. To help us sort all this out, uh, Jordan was nice enough to get the director of the National Marriage Project on the live line for us. So let's go now to Brad Wilcox at the University of Virginia. Hey, Brad, how you doing?
3: I'm doing well, Dave. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. I'm uh, married. I'll be 27 years married in May. And uh, so I'm pretty happy. Otherwise, I guess I wouldn't stay married for 27 years. Uh, but what has your research found about marriage and happiness? Are people who are married happier than people who are not, as this recent survey shows?
3: Yeah, Dave, what we see in the research, and I've got a new book out called Get Married with HarperCollins, is that Americans who are married, both men and women, are about twice as likely to say that they're very happy and about half as likely to say that they're lonely. Um, So there's just an incredible connection between being uh, in a better spot emotionally and being married in America today.
2: So while we're seeing the rates of people getting married decreasing— While we're seeing fewer and fewer people deciding to tie the knot as compared to a generation ago. You say those people who do get married are happier. Is it because the marriage makes them happy, or is it because they were happy together and decided to get married?
3: Well, it's certainly the case that there is what we call a selection effect in the sciences, where the kinds of people who are getting married today are relatively more educated, more affluent, more religious, and probably also more maybe socially adept or something like that. So that's sort of part of the story that that CBS News piece was focusing on. But we're also gave, you know, social animals um, and we're hardwired to connect. So when we have strong connections with others, especially a spouse, um, we're more likely to be flourished. And we found, for instance, in research from a colleague here at UVA that when you're holding your hand, you know, you're able to handle difficult medical procedures more successfully than when just kind of sitting there alone without holding someone's hand. That's just kind of one example of how this kind of plays out in the real world.
2: So it, it's maybe a combination of factors that, yes, happy people tend to get married more, but that marriage also keeps people happy in general. Correct.
3: And it's also important to note that, you know, marriage as opposed to cohabitation is just much, much more stable. And so when it comes to kind of forging an enduring relationship, yes, divorce is a problem, although actually divorce has come down since 1980. If you want to have like a shot at realizing, you know, a long-term relationship that's going to give you that sense of someone in your corner kind of with you and for you, then there's just no comparison, Dave, to putting a ring on it.
2: And people I see from your research who do get married typically are not only happier, but more successful in their professional lives and generally wealthier yeah the strange
3: thing is we've been seeing some media folks claiming that you know marriage is an obstacle to flourishing financially there was a story in Bloomberg that's really off off the mark here but when you look at people across their lives, for instance in their 50s close to retirement, both women and men have about 10 times the assets compared to their never married, you know, female and male peers. It's just kind of one data point that gives you a sense of the ways in which ten marriage. Times? Ten, ten times? Ten times, yes. it's. And you got to think about how this works. What's happening here, right, obviously today, typically both, you know, husband and wife are working. They're less likely to make imprudent decisions when they're married as opposed to being single or even cohabiting. They're more likely to pool their income and their assets, which over time is is a, a good financial strategy. Um, and then, two, family instability, Dave, is super expensive. If you've gotten divorced, if you know folks who've gotten divorced, a lot of court costs often have to sell the house. If you're having kids outside of wedlock and establishing a house as a single parent, that's super expensive. If you're a non-residential parent, usually a non-residential dad, you have to pay child support. So all I'm saying is that sort of getting and staying married is, for most of us, the best pathway to forging a strong kind of financial foundation.
2: Yeah, I do think it's sad, though, that I've known people who have told me in the past that they stayed married because they couldn't afford to get divorced, because they couldn't afford to maintain their lifestyle like they had it. each of them, uh, apart as they could together, that they couldn't afford the house and the cars and everything else if they had to pay for two houses. And they had separate incomes and they had to then one of them's paying or both whatever the child support situation is and all those things. And so I I think it's sad when people tell me I'm not getting divorced because I can't afford it. Uh, To me, that's a bad reason to stay married, but maybe a good reason to work on your marriage and make it so that you enjoy it and aren't miserable.
3: One study found that after five years, um, for folks who were in kind of a a difficult spot, an unhappy spot in their marriage, um, most of those couples, if they remained together, had managed to kind of get things um, into a happy place. Now, obviously that's not true for everybody. There are cases, you know, obviously domestic violence being one prime example where couples should part ways, but I think we also have to recognize that today a lot of couples You know, when the first real difficulty emerges in their marriage are tempted to kind of head towards divorce court and, you know, not realizing that, you know, there are ways, you know, retreats and other kinds of strategies you can kind of um, use to um, bring your marriage back from the brink.
2: Brad Wilcox is the director of the National Marriage Project at the University of Virginia. Brad, you're giving us a lot of reasons that people should A, get married, and B, stay married. You're twice as likely to report being very happy if you're married, you're half as likely to report being lonely, and you'll have 10 times on average the assets if you're married versus single. Yet we're seeing fewer and fewer people get married. Do you expect that to be a trend that continues based on your research that we're going to see more primarily young people deciding they don't want to enter into a marriage and the the marriage rate continuing to dwindle?
3: So I think it's partly about people not necessarily wanting to get married. They they sort of see all the sacrifices that, you know, it it front loads, um, but they don't kind of see that there are many, many long term dividends. But I think another issue here, Dave, is that people are just not in situations and contexts where it's easy to find a good partner, and the sad reality is, is that you know the smartphones that we have are often kind of minimizing our opportunities to interact in person, minimize the importance of asking someone on a date in person, um, and the dating apps too tend to make a lot of uh, folks sort of in the in the middle and the lower tier of what we call the mating market kind of less immediately attractive. So that, that's also kind of a drag. So I'm just saying what I'm saying to you is it's just harder, I think in part because of the new technology to find someone and to get that relationship started. So I would certainly encourage young adults, you know, in, in you know, on your, uh, in your audience to be more intentional today about um, asking people out on dates and sort of doing a lot more in-person activities to maximize their odds of meeting someone who might be, um, a good partner and then a good spouse down the road.
2: So based on all of that and the current kind of situation, uh, the dating w- w- what you described, uh, maybe we do see the marriage rate continue to dwindle and fewer people, getting married and enjoying those benefits you talked about also few people are having fewer and fewer children these days and I guess one of the reasons people historically have gotten married is because they want to have children and they feel like they should be married to do that there's less pressure socially now if you want to have children to get married first and people are having fewer children than before
3: Yeah, we're having what I call in my book, Get Married, the closing of the American heart unfold. One statistic can give you a sense of what I'm talking about is that about one in three young adults today will never marry. Kind of a lot of permanent bachelors and permanent bachelorettes. And I think there are going to be a lot of folks, you know, in midlife and then heading towards retirement, you know, who are incredibly lonely without the benefit of a spouse and increasing also children. So that's kind of like the bad news. Now, the good news is it looks like for those folks who aren't getting married today, Again, divorce is down and sort of the emotional and financial returns on marriage are up. So I'm just sort of saying to folks like, look, there's a kind of young adults, there's a kind of demographic tsunami headed our way and I'd encourage you to kind of get to higher ground relationally speaking and just be a lot more intentional about getting out there, um, dating, and putting yourself in you know, social context, be they a church, be they you know, volunteering at a homeless shelter, Um, You know, working with uh, kids at your local public school where you can meet other young adults and, um, you know, and find, um, you know, your future spouse.
2: The digital generation having trouble making meaningful connections with other people. Maybe that's part of the reason we're seeing less marriage, even though clearly your research finds that being married has huge benefits. Brad Wilcox, if someone wants to read your book, how do they uh, get a hold of it?
3: Um, it's Get Married. It's easily accessible on Amazon or Barnes & Noble.
2: All right. Brad, thank you for so much for joining us from the National Marriage Project as we continue our conversation this morning here on WWL. Have a great one. Thanks, Dave. Brad Wilcox here on WWL. We'll continue this conversation throughout the hour here on WWL. We'll also talk about giving stuff up for Lent and keeping your New Year's resolutions. Dr. Judy Ho joins us after this.